Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today on location is Father Michael Dank, a priest for the Diocese of Cleveland. Welcome, Father. Thanks, Tim, and thanks for driving all the way up here to St. Gabriel's in Concord. Beautiful parish. Yeah, it's Very a wonderful nice. parish. I just started here a few weeks ago, so I had to leave the people of St. Joseph in Amherst, and now I'm over here at St. Gabriel's. Awesome. Well, we're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT about what we believe as Catholics, and today we're going to talk about uh, the third commandment, to remember to keep holy the Lord's day. So uh, in, in original language, it was keep holy the Sabbath. So can we define what uh, the Sabbath means? Yeah, and I think this commandment, especially for our culture, is um, so misunderstood and uh, so important. You know, I think it's one of the commandments that we really just overlook. But the Sabbath, um, as was mentioned for the Jews, it was for the people of Israel, and it was a great commandment given to them by God and the Redeemer, and it was basically a day of rest. And it it um, recalls the first the first time of rest, that God rested on the seventh day of creation, he rested. And the reality is that um, it was supposed to set a pattern for our our existence, you know, that, that we would work really hard for six days, but then there would be a day of rest. And not only a day of rest, but really a day of um, keeping it holy, making it really something that was truly all about God, you know, just a way to reorient ourselves back to God. So the Sabbath, therefore, really um, helps us remember that we are not a slave to our works. And I'm sure a lot of you, maybe you're even driving to work right now or back, you feel sometimes like you're a slave to your job. The Sabbath is intentionally there to make us realize that we're not. We are not a slave to our work. We are ultimately uh, made and created for God. And, and didn't Jesus uh, make that comment that uh, the Sabbath was made uh, for the Son of Man and for man and not the other way around? Yeah, you know, that he did, that, that's the whole, um, you know, so as they were going along the field and picking the grains and one of the disciples, you know, they're, they're picking grains and somebody uh, accuses them of working on the Sabbath. And another time Jesus is healing somebody and they accuse him of working on the Sabbath. Um, you know, and they're trying to get at what we, you know, would say at the letter of the law, whether than, rather than realizing the heart of the law. You know, the Sabbath, the whole purpose of the Sabbath is for our rest and our reconnecting with God. Certainly there might be times where we have to help our neighbor, or we have to take care of something, um, you know, but that doesn't negate the law, that doesn't negate the commandment to to keep it a, a day that's holy and also a day that's rest. I think what's, you know, so important about that is it deals with the first commandment, too, of, of not creating an idol. We've kind of made work an idol. You know, we we... In America, especially, like they say in Italy, Italians uh, work so that they can live, and it seems that Americans live to work. You know, that's that's our whole purpose in life. But um, it's a part of our life and a very important part of our life. But the Sabbath shows us what is most important is is God. So it forces us to take time off from work and to remember 
what you said. The most important thing is having God first in our life. Yeah, and I think a lot of people will ask me, well, what kind of work can I do any work? You know, if I want to do yard work, can I do that? And I think, you know, the most important thing is, is again, going back to the first commandment of not committing an idol, that we can sometimes do that with work. And I think that Sabbath day is the one day to break free from it. So I would say for sure, don't do any work that you're normally doing throughout the week. You know, so if you're a, if you're a businessman, turn your black, turn your BlackBerry or smartphone off for the day. If you're a teacher, don't grade, don't do uh, you know report card that day. But if you love gardening, go out and garden. You know, some people might see that maybe you're a gardener all week. Well, don't don't garden on Sunday. You know, but um, certainly if it's something that you love and enjoy doing, that certainly would be a way to honor the Sabbath. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So. So God made the Sabbath for man, so not only are we to rest, but I think more importantly, uh, as Catholics, the only thing that, that God really requires of us is one hour a week, preferably for me, anyhow, on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. to focus on Him right. and, and to listen to His Word and to partake of His body and blood. And so by doing that, we're being obedient and we're putting God first. But the irony of that is most people don't go to church mm-hmm. on Sunday. Yeah. And what is even more ironic, I think, is that we're the ones that actually benefit from being obedient to God on this third commandment. Yeah. You know, when we talk about this, keep holy the Sabbath, you know, people say, oh, I don't need to go to church. I can, you know, I can find God on my own and I have my own ways of finding him. And, and I mean, that's true. God does reach us, but there's no holier act than the Eucharist. That's the source and summit of holiness. And so if we're to keep holy the, the Sabbath day, then it would make total sense, you know, to go to receive the sacrament. I, I like to tell people, you can't, we can't conjure God up on our own. You know what I mean? Like, you can't at, at your own home on Sunday just like make God be present there in, 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 in his body and blood and soul and divinity. It's not something that we can do on our own. And that's why we come together to celebrate the Eucharist so he can come to us. We can hear his word. Um, we can receive him, you know, his body and blood, soul, and divinity. It's not something that we can we can do on our own. You can't do that at home. And uh, and, I, and I would think it's probably true. Most people at home on a Sunday probably don't take that time, even an hour or whatever, to pray and and, and spend time with the scriptures. But you know, the reality is from the very early church and, and Jesus' institution of that, the transfer. So the Sabbath was actually on a Saturday. For the Jews, and it, mm-hmm. it transferred to Sunday as being the Lord's Day and the Lord's Resurrection, and Jesus' institution of the Eucharist. You know that 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 ultimately is the culmination of our faith. That's that's the the peak of God's creation. So if you look at the days of creation, on the seventh day after God made man, and He said it was very good, He rested. It's like man, that was that was you know that was the the summit of it, the perfection. Mm-hmm. And for us, the seventh day is is that celebration of the resurrection and how we will ultimately one day be transformed and united with Him in His resurrection. And we get a glimpse of that every Sunday. We get to enter into that mystery. So in the Old Testament, they had circumcision, and in the New Covenant, baptism replaced circumcision. And in the same way, in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, the seventh day was Saturday, but because of the resurrection of Christ and Him opening up the gates of heaven and redeeming us from our sins... We switch the, the switch came to Sunday yeah, and, because that was the day that he actually rose from the dead. And you know Jesus did that with a lot of the 
traditions or laws, you know, and, and we still do as, as, as a Catholic church, you kind of take what is there and it's, it becomes transformed, you know. So Jesus never, as he said, never intends to, to cast out or to get rid of the law, but to bring it to fulfillment, you know. So he wants to, to take it and even make it more um, fulfilling, more amazing, more life-giving. And so, you know, that's the whole idea of celebrating the Sabbath on Sunday, uh, remembering his resurrection, so while we're, we're talking about uh, partaking of Jesus uh, in the Holy Eucharist, what about folks that say that that's uh, cannibalism and then that's break, breaking an Old Testament law of not uh, drinking blood? What, what would you say to somebody? Yeah, that it's, that it's, a, it's a lack of understanding. So in the Eucharist, we believe that Jesus is sacramentally present, body, blood, soul, and divinity, that we receive him. And, and it's always... Um, we believe in the real presence, but it's a sacramental presence. So it is his body and blood, but it's not like we're eating um, the flesh of another person. It, it, it's it's a resurrected, it's a resurrected um, way of him giving himself to us. You know how people sometimes say to like a, a little baby, they'll go, "You're so cute, I could just eat you up." You know what I mean? Like we just have this desire to take in goodness. And that's what he's allowing us to do in the, in the in the Eucharist to actually take him in to receive him into our body. Um, so it's a sacramental, real presence of his body, blood, soul, and divinity. It's also a way that, even though that the Last Supper took place two thousand years ago, that he can be present not only in our own day, but it's about a half a million times every single day that masses are going on continuously. Right throughout the world so he can be present to each one of us uh, this year and next year and up until the end of the yeah, world. Yeah, and I think what's so awesome and sometimes people don't realize is how he's present. So in the Eucharist, there's four ways that he's present. First of all, we know he's present in the in the Eucharist. You know, as the, the bread and wine are transformed into the body and blood, we experience the real presence of, of Jesus when we take that in. He's also present in the priest. So the priest, when he stands at the altar and prays the prayers of Christ, it's it's as you said it's a commemoration it's it's a remembering but not only remembering we actually enter into that moment that moment uh becomes now so he we experience the presence in the priest we also experience the presence of Christ in the word of god so when we hear the word of god proclaimed on sunday mass that's actually god speaking to us and that word is alive you know i think that's you know that's a, a, just another thing that people don't understand when they when they when we come to mass we're we're hearing is what he's speaking to us so if we come expecting God to say something to us, he will, he will speak to us. But I think a lot of times we just like kind of go through the motions. And the fourth way is in the gathered assembly. You know, Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm present among them. And again, that's something you can't do on your own. We have to gather together. And when we gather together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden Christ is present in every single person in that church. And then what's so wonderful is you walk out of church having received the body and blood of Christ, you become Christ for the world. And you walk out into the world and bring the presence of Christ. You know, of all the things that you've ever said uh, during, the, during the last three and a half years that we've done these shows, that's one thing that has really stuck out to me, is that I can be Christ to others yeah. by receiving the Eucharist. Right. And, and again, I think people don't realize the power of going to Mass, right. but especially going to Mass on the Lord's Day mm -hmm. and hearing the preached Word of God, receiving Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity. I like to say that we're being obedient because Christ says, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, 
and I'll raise them on the last day. So we're not partaking merely of human flesh, Mm -hmm. but it's divine and human flesh. Mm -hmm. He's truly God and truly man. And I don't think that we as human beings can even begin to imagine and fathom how powerful that is. Yeah. And when we go out, as you say, and now we're Christ to people who maybe don't know Jesus or who don't go to church or who don't have a prayer life, and somehow we can have the look, have that smile, say the right thing, do the right thing, somehow transmit that presence and that mercy and that love of God to other people. I mean, we, we don't even realize how powerful that is. Yeah, and you know, St. Paul says that I no longer live, but it's Christ living in me. You know, so... As you said, Jesus said, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, um, that whole idea of he wants to be one with us, remain in me as I remain in you, make your home in me, that, you know, that, that we become so uh, inebriated with Christ that it's no longer us anymore, but him living through us in the mm-hmm. world today. And and like you mentioned earlier, we can't get that at home or anywhere else. Yeah, you can't you can't conjure that up. If, <laughs> I don't know if we can only try get to it do at that, church with the community of believers, mm-hmm. with you, the priest, yeah. on the altar in the person of Christ, hearing the priest's word of God and receiving Jesus Christ in the in the Holy Eucharist. Father, uh, you've been listening to Father Michael Denk. Can we have your blessing before we go, please? Yeah, the Lord be with you and with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you all, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just a reminder that all our past Faith with Father shows are archived at livingbreadradio.com. And if you need uh, to find a certain subject on the show, just go to the right uh, on the homepage and search box. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.